When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You raced 9 million in five days? Yeah. So you must have really good, like, numbers. Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's why I was able to do it, yeah. right? Because like, how much can these strippers actually make? Like, Wow. Uh, a good one can make five to 10,000 a week. What? Oh, yeah. Holy Easy. They're making half a million a year? Yeah, easy. Holy That's crazy. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, guys. Digital Social Hour. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. Got with me an interesting guest for you guys today, Alan Shang. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. So you're the first one on coming from the strip strip club life. Yeah. And uh, can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah. Well, I started my career in Vegas in 2004. And I'm the owner of Peppermint Hippo in uh, Las Vegas right now. Mm-hmm. So we have 10, 10 clubs throughout the, the nation. Wow. So I started in 2018 and built it up from there. to so now Las Vegas is my uh, flagship. So you have 10 clubs in five years? Yeah. That's crazy. So that's two a year almost. Yeah, it started slow. So it was like one a year. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just, it just ballooned. Like once yeah. we got, you know, Vegas and then I closed three more clubs after that. Wow. You know, two are in construction right now, so it's not fully up and running but yeah. yeah don't you need a lot of capital to start each one though i do so originally i was you know when i left the rhino back in 2015 mm-hmm. i was trying to open up club in vegas and i couldn't get it done because just too much money you right. know so i was like all right i give up and i had to go to uh toledo ohio which is not <laughs> exactly the place i wanted to be at yeah you know i was looking in cali i was looking in in, in texas florida places i wanted to live right Finally, I gave up. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this, this, <laughs> this place in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, I ended up going there and with me and three other guys, and we put 100K in. Each in. or total? Yeah, each. Each. Yeah, I still had to finance 200 from the owner. Wow. And within a year, I was able to get the, it was starting to be profitable. And nice. And then, then I went from there and opened up another club and just kept going. You know? Nice. And then, but, you know, when I did capital raises, you know, the last one I did was over $9 million. I did that in five days. You raced nine million in five days. Yeah, so you must have really good like numbers. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's why I was able to do it, yeah. right? Because like my my dividends, I was paying out. I was paying out uh, on my very first couple clubs. There usually takes about a year, year and a half to start doing dividends, but once it starts, it really kicks in. So right. they're paying out some on my two earlier clubs. Were paying out over hundred percent ROI a, a year? year. A year, bro. Yeah, that's like a lifetime yeah. investment for most people. And then my my my. Third and fourth club, they're paying about forty percent right now. Holy crap! Yeah, and that's still really good. Yeah, and it's it's going to go higher because it's like it takes a couple years to get it going. Right. So when I looked at so when I looked at deals, I always looked at it as like, hey, can I do a hundred percent ROI on a club? Mm. Meaning like, hey, can I get these guys when they invest in? Can they make a hundred percent a year? 
if their answer is yes, and, and I say I don't hit the mark, and we're doing 40, mm-hmm. no one cares. Yeah. So that was always my benchmark to, for it. Wow. That's crazy. Even 40. I mean, we're in a recession right now. So to get 40 in any market is crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So that's so, but you know, I don't take over clubs that are like crushing it, right? right. I, I, I go after clubs that are either non existing or, or, or doing horrible. And then I turn it around. Got it. So yeah. you're kind of like a fix and flipper of the club scene. Correct. Yeah. Interesting. So why do you think certain clubs struggle and others just. Well, I think it's. Well, on the smaller market scales, because I come from a big market, so I understand like, hey, you know, I came, came from Vegas. Right. So that market is just like a different level. So Are they I, the biggest in the country? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Club 11 now is probably right. the biggest, biggest, but they're like a, high, a big hybrid, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, when I did that, it was, we, we built it up and the other clubs are having struggles because they don't change with the times. Mm-hmm. And you got to change with the times. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck. Right. And you say the times, are you t- talking about like this movement? So did take a hit on us, you know, especially when the pandemic hit, right? Yeah. Everyone shut down, including us. So the thing is, took a lot of the girls away. But now at this point is we don't have a problem really getting, getting entertainers. Mm. And I think in the beginning we did, but now it's like it got flooded. Right. So it's like anything else, any other space, right? When you get flooded, yeah. you're not going to make as much money. Yeah, it got saturated. Every girl started doing it. <laughs> yeah, every, every girl in the world is doing yeah. it. And if you don't have a big social media following, you don't really make a lot of money. And you literally got to do yeah. to make money there. Yeah. So how much can these strippers actually make? Like, Shout out to today's sponsor, Gusto. Something always comes up when you're running a small business. Well, Gusto's payroll and HR services can make that a little easier for you guys. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment, all that stuff you don't like to do, Gusto does it all. If you want even more, they do time tracking, they do health insurance, they do 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, other letters. They also have access to HR letters. You get the idea. They got pretty much everything you can think of. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your own business. Super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, they'll transfer all their data for you. No surprise, 94% of customers recommend Gusto. Yes, that's 94%. Want all this and more with no hidden fees? Try it out for three months for free at gusto.com social. That's gusto.com social. Wow. Uh, a good one can make five to 10,000 a week. What? Oh, yeah. Holy crap. Easy. They're making half a million a year? Yeah, easy. Holy crap. That's crazy. Yeah. If they do it right, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they do it right and they're, they're straightforward and they're, they're good, they could crush it. Yeah. So what's the difference between a high-end stripper making 5, 10K a week versus a base one making 200 a week or whatever? No, they probably still, if they, if they listen, the, the thing is with dancers is, like, they don't always come to work five yeah. days a week, right? But if they did, they would guarantee to make at least 60, 70 grand a year. Wow. If they, I mean, if they just came to show up to work. Yeah, and that's without tips or with tips? That's with tips, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Easy, and then, I mean, that's on a very low end. Your average girl would be making well over 100. I didn't know they were making money like that. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because the average person in America makes 50K a year, so they're making more than them. Oh, way more. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to think, you know, they're doing like charging like 200 to 400 for a half hour. Right. I mean, that's pure profit. Yeah, the margins are, well, they have to kick back to the club though, right? They do pay house fee, yes. Okay. Yeah. How yep. does that work? 
it depends on the timing they come in. Like, so sometimes like what we do is we charge a flat rate mm -hmm. for the whole day. And then we give discounts of, Hey, if you come in before say five or six or seven o'clock PM, mm. it's free. Oh, okay. And then it goes up 40, 50 or whatever it does. You know what Interesting. I mean? Yeah. What are the peak hours? In it's different everywhere, but okay. in Vegas, it's usually 11 o'clock till 11. 5 a.m. in the morning. That late? Oh, yeah, because everyone's coming from the clubs all drunk. Oh, yeah, because the clubs close at 2, right? Well, the clubs keep it open, yeah, but there are a lot of people leaving here at 2, yeah. and they're coming to the clubs afterwards. Wow, so you're up late. Oh, yeah. And what, what was that like, transitioning into like a night owl, basically? Well, when I started this industry, I was 29, so... When I did it, I, I loved it in the beginning, right? Yeah. But now I work day daytime. I, I'm all, all office. Okay. But in in the whole meantime, before that, I was uh, I loved it. I mean, I was in night nighttime mm -hmm. club atmosphere. I was in Vegas. Yeah. You know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so it was a world of world different. Yeah, that's way yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, it's it awesome. Yeah. You grew up on a farm? No, not on a farm. But it's you know, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, was Amish country. Right. Oh, so, surround Amish people. Yeah. Yeah, we had a farm, but yeah, I didn't yeah. grow up on the farm. That's where I got my dogs from. Amish people, <laughs> yeah. they're good at that, man. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, yeah. great. It's a big change for you. Mm -hmm. And the networking is also really good, right? It, yeah, it's some of the best. I mean, you you will meet millionaires and billionaires in there that have no chance of ever meeting. You yeah, know, unless you're in like a, a a big networking space, right? And right. this goes for entertainers too. They have mm -hmm. the ability to meet high level people that they would never meet yeah. on a regular setting. Who are some people or celebrities or famous people you like? Met? Uh, well, Mark Cuban. He came? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> Isn't nope. he married? Well, this was years and years oh, okay. ago. Yeah. Like, I you heard know. he was wild back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Tyson comes in still. Oh, Mike Tyson? Yeah. Yeah. He's single, right? So. Yeah. Floyd. Oh, all those. Floyd owns one, right? He owns one. Yeah. But he still comes into other clubs. Not as much anymore, but, yeah. but he definitely does. Yeah. Nice. Did yeah. he approach you to partner on one? No. I feel like you would have done really well with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, his his club is just in. Uh, it's an old Sherry's club. That was the yeah. very first club I ever I I've ever worked at as a host. Oh, okay. So that was the. the oh, so you used to work for him? No, not for him. He didn't own it back then. Oh, got it. Yeah. So he bought it. Yeah, he bought it later. Was on. it struggling? I think it was closed. Oh, he bought it. Yeah. So I think he turned into a, like more of a hip hop club. Yeah. So what were some of the struggles you had along the way? I know payment processing was an issue, right? Yeah, payment processing. We're considered like a high risk uh business yeah so our we get hit with a higher rate of uh a payment so like you know usually credit cards are like two point some percent yeah we're gonna hit that four or five percent and yeah. that's because people get drunk and then dispute the charge right yeah i mean the, the win it's just it's just a reason for them to add on that extra percentage because right. our win loss rate is like 90 some percent oh so you win most oh yeah yeah wow because you have evidence of them obviously walking in on the cameras Listen, we have cameras everywhere. Yeah, world. you probably have evidence of them signing the check yes. too. <laughs> everything, yeah, everything. So our, our win-loss rate is great. So that's not a real big issue anymore. It's just that the credit card still charges as a uh, high-risk business. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. They do that with too, I think. Yeah, us our banking is actually the hardest part. Oh, really? Yeah, because we can't get loans. Mm. So even in, the, in real estate, it's very hard to get loans. In real estate? Yeah. Oh, just to buy the actual place? Yeah, any anything to do like we the banking won't provide us with any funding at all because we're considered even though we're a legal business we're considered an illicit business. Wow, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, so, I was able to get loans easy. Yeah, we can't do it. Even if we show twenty five million dollars in revenue. Yeah, I it's so hard to get a loan. We can't do That's it. That's so wild. Even personal loans. 
Personal loans are a little bit different. It's easier, right? Because okay. I, I show an income, like, hey, this is my job. Yeah. But business loans, no. Wow. So you could literally have $20 million in revenue and they won't care? No, they won't. <laughs> and we do. We have $25 million in revenue. Last year? No. Last year we did 20. We're going to do about 25 this year. Holy crap. That's mm-hmm. insane. So it's scaling up. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the end goal? I want to get to 100 clubs and do um, probably go public or private. Wow. You think yeah. you can manage that many? Well, it's getting harder now. Yeah. So I got to build up a whole team for that. Yeah, right? yeah. So I'll need a bunch of, uh, you know, GMs, GMs, you know what I mean? Probably 25 regionals, you know, a couple of VPs, yeah. a couple of presidents. Is yeah, there anyone so. that has taken something like this public or would you be the first? No, uh, RCI did. RCI? So, yeah. How many did they have? I think that when they went public, they were, they're pretty small. They were like six or oh, four or four, six. Yeah. So you're already ahead of them. Yeah. But they're, they're big now. Oh, they're, they're big now. Yeah. They have like, I think close to 60 clubs. Mm-hmm. So they're, they must be making like hundred million a year almost. At least. That's crazy. Yeah. They have to be doing it. Yeah. 100%. Holy crap. These clubs are bringing in, you have 10 and you said you did 20 mil. So about two mil on average a year. Yeah. But, the, but it's going to change drastically now with, with Vegas, right? Cause when I was working at uh, Rhino and I know from a, like, my other sources here, you know, we're doing like 60, 70 million a year. What? For one club. Rhino does 60 million a year? Yeah. Holy I think at one point it's going Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Dude. One club. That's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, just... I think 11 is probably even higher than that right now in, in Miami. Yeah. This is a whole new world to me. I've never been to a strip club. Well, you got to come by. <laughs> Bring your whole crew. <laughs> my friends guys. go, but yeah. I didn't know they were caking like that. Oh, yeah, they crush it. So you're going to be, wow. Where's the one you're opening here at? Oh, so we had our one year was uh, in April. We did. So and we opened last year, oh, last okay. April. And then uh, so we'll, our second year. Yeah, Where's it at? It's on Las Vegas Boulevard. It's the old OG building, which is the uh, Olympic Garden building. Yeah. So if you go past Stratosphere, it's right on the right there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Have you had any like weird, crazy incidents because people are drunk and Doing dumb well, shit. yeah, always. always. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much anymore because we're, you know, now that we're like, you know, we are we're corporate at this yeah. point, right? Okay. But back in the day, you know, when before the clubs all went corporate, it was you know wild times back wild then. Wild west, know, yeah. You know, uh, Frank Mir used to work with us. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a uh, head of security. No yeah. joke, right? Yeah, no joke. <laughs> yeah, Phil Baroni, he was uh, he was working with. I think he's in prison right now, but yeah. Oh, sh- He's, uh, he used to work with us too. So a lot of the UFC fighters uh, worked in our club. Wow, that's dope. Did you, do you have to have like crazy security every night? Well, we do. So we probably have, you know, our hosts are counted as security too, right? And yeah. our managers are all guys. So we probably have 20, 25 guys on, the, on staff all Yeah, at nighttime. Have you ever had to kick someone out? Yeah. Like not me personally, because I didn't <laughs> do it, but any, or anymore. But yeah. yeah, we'd have to walk customers out. You know, we used to hang, like this is back in the day, so not anymore. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But we used to handcuff, like when guys wouldn't sign their tabs, we'd be like, hey, listen, you know, this is theft of service, and they wouldn't sign their tab. Yeah. So you would handcuff them? Oh, we'd handcuff Holy them to shit. the dumpsters in the back. No way. Oh, yeah. So we'd be like, hey, listen. And we'd tell them, be like, hey, listen, man, we're going to call police, Metro. It's a non emergency. They're going to take three hours to get here, yeah. at least. So, you know, you could either sign the tab and, you know, they can dispute or whatever they want, but, you know, sometimes they're just drunk and they just, just want to be, they just want to fight. Yeah. So they're like, you know, F you, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. We handcuff them to the dump. We literally handcuff them to the dumpsters. Holy So they'd be standing back, <laughs> dude, and it stunk back there, right? They're handcuffed to the dumpster. They can't sit. They're sitting, standing there. And then we'd walk back about, and we'd leave them. Yeah. So we'd walk back about an hour or so. Hey, you ready to sign the tab? <laughs> Give me the tab. 
Oh so it'd be like God. that, you know what I mean? Because the Metro's not coming. They're, 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 he'll be there three, four hours. Wow. Minimum. I didn't know there was like a separate line for non-emergencies like that. Yeah. And and this is Vegas, right? So like it's, you're going to wait forever. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. How much marketing goes into these or do they kind of market themselves? No, we do. We do spend a lot of money on marketing. We're probably in just Vegas alone, we're probably doing about half a million a year just in our marketing spend. Like billboards, commercials. Billboards, promos, our social media. Yeah. You know, and social media is huge now, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we get our girls to post, we get our waitresses to post, and, nice. and that's how we kind of run it. You yeah. Know? And it's always like an event, you know, that we try to do. Yeah. It's cool that you're adapting with the change because some owners are old school and they don't care about social media. Majority of them are old school. Yeah. yeah. But you realize the importance of it. I mean, I see it changing the restaurant space right now. These food influencers are getting tens of millions of views and there's lines out the door at certain restaurants. Yeah, you have to. You have to, you have to adapt. Otherwise, you're going to get run over. Yeah. You know, and... and Hopefully we're going to be the ones running people. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> so you're doing Vegas and then what are you doing next? What cities? Um, looking at Dallas, uh, possibly uh, Minneapolis. Mm. So now a lot of my places were small areas, right? In the beginning, I have a club in Reno, um, but Little Rock, Arkansas, Faithful, Arkansas, mm. stuff like that. So, but now I'm trying to go into like more larger scale markets. Yeah. So, cause it's just Cause you got bang. the capital now. Yeah. It's different now. And when you raised that 9 million, was that just from private investors, friends. Yeah. It's all friends, friends and family, a couple wow. of private guys. And that's it. I knew, I knew all of them. Yeah. Or friends of friends. That's it. Cause a lot of people struggle to even raise six figures, but you were able to pull off almost eight figures. Listen, when I was doing my first club, I couldn't raise anything. <laughs> so it was like, I, I, so I had a couple of guys that was like, Hey, listen, we'll go in Vegas, but they're, we're so undercapitalized. I knew it was going to work. And then when I went to my, my third, first club is me and three friends. Mm -hmm. So we each put 100K in, that's yeah. it. So we're like, hey, let's give this a shot. And you know, two of them were like, hey, we're not moving to Ohio, so <laughs> you have fun. I was like, all right, I'll take it. What was that like living in Toledo for a few years? I only lived there one year, it was, it was not fun. I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember calling my friends and I'd be like, oh my God, dude, I can't believe I'm here. Cause you know, I came from Vegas. Yeah, I came yeah. from the number one club in the United States right. to Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> and I was like, every single day I'd be like, man, I feel like hanging myself, man. <laughs> this man. is horrible. You deserve some extra commission on that one or something. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was good. It was good times, though. You know. Uh, do you still work with those same three guys you went on with on the first one? They're they're investors with me now. Nice. Yeah. And one went broke off on his own, did his own club, mm -hmm. but the other two are still they're they're with me right now. Nice. Mm -hmm. So was it like a bad split up or was it all? No, all it was low? cool. It was like, hey, we built it up to a certain level. I bought him out. Okay. You know what I mean? I bought his share out. He took that money and he opened up his own club. Yeah. You know, so he has one club right now that he's, he's building his own thing. Yeah. He's like, you know, I talked to him all the time. He's like, hey, man, I never want to get as big as you because I don't want to deal with the headaches. Mm. So if I get a couple of clubs, I'm good. I feel that. Yeah. Certain people have a limit where if they make like 500K a million a year, they're good, you know? Yeah. And, and listen, there's something to be said about, you know, because I was making a lot of money and, and, you know, at four or five clubs. Mm -hmm. And then when I expanded, it's like, yes, my gross is a lot higher. But because you have all that overhead now, it just, right. it, compounds right mm. and the headache just compounds yeah that's the problem when you scale too quickly sometimes right the yeah. numbers are all over the place and at the end of the day when you look at them you're like wait i didn't make as much as i thought <laughs> yeah you're like oh i made more only two clubs yes yeah yeah it happens so but, i guess uh what else do you do outside of the strip club stuff you got any other businesses or hobbies no man it's just that i have <laughs> just a, that? yeah, yeah strip club i mean I, I i travel once in a while and stuff like that and have fun uh i used to have a lot more fun uh before i started doing this like you know, get into a larger scale. Yeah. But now it's just all strip club, you know. I have a 
yeah, I have a lot of animals. I have pets and stuff like that. But besides what pets, that, you got? I got a well. The the one that everyone's interested in is always an African serval. The hell is that? It's like a um, it's like a mini cheetah. Mini cheetah? You can have that? Yeah, in Vegas. You serious? You can have anything in Vegas. I gotta see a photo. You got one? Yeah, dude. I, I love cheetahs. So it's like it's uh, about forty five pounds. So it's like a a dog that runs really fast, basically. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's a second one of the second second or third fastest land mammal. Yeah, it's like in a quick sprint, you know what I mean? Or yeah, that, yeah. What do you feed it? Uh, raw chicken eggs. Raw chicken eggs, interesting. It eats the whole egg, or does it take it, the shell off? No, it eats everything, the bone, everything. Wow. Yeah, it's it's probably like, it's like literally this big and probably this high. Yeah, I'd love to see a photo. I'm into like exotic animals. I used to want a flying squirrel. Oh, dude, I like I want to get a tiger and stuff like that later <laughs> on, but it will we'll see when. Yeah. Uh, when I used that to happens. want a panda, but they're so expensive. The pandas? Yeah, they eat bamboo like nonstop. Can you even buy them? Not legally, no. <laughs> <laughs> but if I ever move to like some country one day. Yeah, I mean, Vegas, you could do a lot with so here. Yo, that's sick. It kind of looks like a cat. It, dude, it's, it acts exactly like a house cat, man. Dude, how much was it? It's like 5K. Bro, are they friendly? Like, can you pet it and stuff? It's friendly to me. Uh, but not to others? Yeah. Like, it, you know, it'll sleep like, it literally sleeps between my legs. Wow. Yeah, but it's kind of defensive of you, probably. Yeah, a little bit. It's just, it's just imagine a, a big house cat. Yeah, that's exactly what they act like. Wow, you know what I mean. But they he knows his name, stuff like that. So you call him, and he'll just run over to you. Dude, that's sick. I used to love cats. My girl's allergic, so she might be allergic to that. It's it's different. They're they're uh, different. Yeah, their hair's definitely different. Wow. So do you like where you're at? Because you seem to just be working nonstop. Like, yeah, I do. Like I said, it'll get easier because I'm. Getting ready to hire a COO. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to hire, you know, I'll need a CFO soon. So hopefully they'll take some workload off me. Yeah. And then I could do a little bit of traveling. But I know myself because what happens is, is once I get, once it starts getting a little bit boring, meaning that, hey, everything's going good, right? Mm -hmm. So you get a little bored. I, I always put myself right back in the heat. Man. Mm. So I'm like, all right, because once everything's going great, all right, what other clubs can we buy? So you don't like being content. You like being kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's the only way to grow. You yeah, have yeah. to be a little bit uncomfortable to grow. I agree, man. And most people think the opposite. Yeah, listen, you know, I don't even know if I'll ever fully retire because I think if you, when you fully retire, you're going to die. Right. So I think like, you know, hey, listen, once I get to a really comfortable state in finance and everything, mm -hmm. I will probably still do business. I'll just take a lesser role. Of yeah, it, yeah. You know I mean? They've done studies on that. Like people that retire, their brain just starts degrading immediately. Yeah, I see that all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Like my parents are retired, you know, again, they're, my parents, I love them to death. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's sad to see, honestly. I saw it with my, my pops when he retired. Yeah, it goes fast too. Yeah. Like within a couple of years. It's Dude, like, yeah. One props. year, his hair turned all gray, like within a year. Yeah, because they don't have anything to do. Yeah. So they're just sitting there. They're, nothing. they're just sitting there. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe in retirement. I believe in just doing something at least. Yeah, well, you're still young, so you got a long time to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I've had friends my age that want to retire. Really? Because they make millions and they get bored, but it's mm -hmm. like, what are you going to do for 50 years? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> just travel. I mean, traveling's fun, but you can only do it so much. You, listen, I, I travel for weeks at a time, but by two weeks, I mean, that's the most I'm ready to come home. Oh, yeah. So like- what are you going to do to travel like nonstop? Yeah. yeah. And then you have to have someone to travel with, right? So For you have sure. to have at least your girl or your wife or you know, hopefully the best case is like a bunch of friends too. Yeah. That would be the case, but who knows if that's going to really happen, right? Yeah. Traveling's interesting because I find myself wanting to work near the end. Yeah. Same here. I get bored. <laughs> yeah. I get bored. No matter what happens, I get bored. And like most people are like traveling and they love it, but near the end, I'm like, nah, I just want to work again. Yeah. I love working. 
How did your parents view this? Because this was probably a foreign industry to them, right? Oh yeah, they thought I was. Uh, they thought I was doing something stupid for sure. Your parents are Asian, obviously. <laughs> yeah. This is like totally different culture-wise. Yeah, yeah. So I was adopted too, but I do know oh, my, my real mom, and um, and she's really close with me. She lives in Vegas now. Nice. And uh, yeah, she was like <laughs> always like even when I started this, she was like. Uh, go back to college, you know, uh, you know, you could be an accountant. I was like, mom, I'm never going to do that again. <laughs> accountant. Yeah. Literally the you know, Asian parents <laughs> yeah, do the yeah. accountant, attorney, Classic, whatever, yeah. doctor. Yeah. They're like, Hey, can you do this? I'm like, mom, I'm never doing that. I'm never <laughs> going to do this stuff again. But yeah, they were, they thought I was just doing it as a phase and yeah. to have fun. And I was in the beginning. It like, listen, I worked in construction and I was in construction sales and marketing. And when I went into the strip club, it was just literally just, Hey, I just got to Vegas. I want to do some fun that wasn't like cooped up in an office. Yeah. And and I, and I did it and I just found a career in it and it was nice. great. Yeah. So what was that turning point where they started to kind of believe in you more? Was it at first or did it take a no, while? No, it took a while. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, no one knows the money we make. Right. Cause like, you know, even like I said, when I was a host, uh, people would be like, you know, you guys get make minimum wage, blah, blah, You know, yeah. at that time, you know, this is 15 years ago. We're making 120, 130. Hosts are making that much? Yeah. Just for like coordinating girls to tables and stuff. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that was a six figure job. Yeah, it is. Still even, is. Even at clubs too? No, nightclubs a little bit different. Okay. So the high the high level guys make a lot. Right. But you know, all those junior hosts and those mid level hosts. I see so many of them in Vegas. Yeah, they don't they're, they're, I mean they they work in the death. They're probably working, I would say, sixty to eighty hours a week. Mm -hmm. And they probably make about fifty. So what's the differential in the strip club? Why do those make more? Because we're we're more tip oriented with the, the entertainers and the customer base, you know what I mean. And we okay. deal with more with the club, and there's less of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. If you go to like excess, how many junior hosts do you have? Right. How many promoters do you so have? So many. Yeah, yeah. They run through them like. Yeah, because they work them. They work them. Yeah. So it's it's just like a, it's a different field, and one of our biggest things is like we have a hard time with management, man. Mm -hmm. And we're looking for more people all the time, mm -hmm. and I would love to find young or even a little bit older people that, that would willing to work and understand this because even the restaurant field, right? Mm -hmm. Our managers make way more than most restaurant managers. In Vegas? Anywhere yeah. in the country. So we're trying to get more qualified people to come work with us mm -hmm. and to work for us and to build because they have, because of our expansion rate, we could, you know, if they want to be a GM, run a club, they can. Mm. They just have to go through the process. Wow, yeah, so clubs no have GMs? Yeah. So I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's no cap. So they, yeah. they don't have a cap, right? Like normally if you go into a place, you're like, if you're a worker, you're like, well, I'm probably never going to make a management or I'll never make it to running the club or whatever. Right. But here we don't have a cap. So you want people to just be there for years and to work their way up? 100%. You promote that? Listen, I'm looking for other people like me, how I was. Like I started as a host. Mm -hmm. No, I ended up owning my own clubs and I would love to find more people like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like they are inventive and they could, they could really do better for themselves. Yeah, that's cool. So what's the hierarchy system? You start off as a host. What's the next level? Host and then management would be Management next. and then GM. Then GM. And then, then regional. Oh, regional. Yeah, then probably VP, president. And oh, so you climbed all that? Well, I went from like, so there's other positions in there. So I went from host to director of business development. Mm -hmm. Then I worked for someone else at Rick's Chicago for a little bit. And I was the GM there mm. and then owner. You know what nice. I mean? So then I built it up from that. So you had a lot of mentorship on the way up. Yeah, I did. And that probably helped you know how to run your own club. It 100% helped me. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, listen, my time at Rhino was invaluable. Like mm -hmm. I learned from the best. 
because they were the number one in the industry. And it really helped me out and it helped me form a structure of how a club should be ran. Now, did I use all of it? No, but I did learn a lot from from there. Yeah, that's cool. Because some people just jump in without any mentorship. And they get yeah, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, yeah you get crushed. <laughs> yeah. and, and we see it all the time because like, what happens is, is sometimes you, you have like wealthy guys that are like, hey, they want to own a strip club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only reason why they want to own a strip club is you know why, the yeah. girls, right? And it's so <laughs> like, they do that. They don't realize, hey, it's actually work. And you could dump millions of dollars into a club and mm. fail. So after a little bit, they're like, oh, this is horrible. It'll sell. Yeah. No, I literally knew guys that wanted to do that. And I just didn't think it was a good idea. No, they should at least partner up with someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, otherwise you're just like, it's being like me. Hey, I want to open a podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just going to yeah. throw a million dollars into it. Yeah, yeah it's not going to do well. So. so do you have like an affiliate program with the clubs for them to send you people? We do. Like with the hosts and stuff? We do. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, everyone does, but we do too, you know. So we we set it up with like independent host, um, yeah. you know, club host, you know, even bartenders, cocktail waitresses, mm -hmm. you know, VIP services. Yeah. Send us business. Because yeah. that could be very lucrative for people that are in nightlife. 100%. Listen, like the, the, the regular host out there or the junior host that's only making 50000 a year, you know, they send one group to us. The guy spends, you know, 10 k mm. You know, they make $2,000 right off the rip. Wow, 20%. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. I might have to start uh, sending people your Yeah, way. no problem, buddy. <laughs> Anytime. Dude, I know people hitting me up to go all the time. I'm literally just going to send them to you. Yeah, set it up, man. Say less. Well, uh, what's next for you, man? Uh, you know what? I don't, I'm just going to keep building clubs and then, you know, probably do uh, private funding and then mm -hmm. put it all together. And You're going to raise more? Yeah, I'm going to raise How more. much more? Uh, the next raise I'm doing is a, it's actually a private fund. Mm -hmm. Probably going to do about uh, 40 million. That's a lot of money, man. It is, yeah. So like, it, you know, it's kind of crazy is like the, the higher level I get, the more people I meet yeah. at the next level, right? Right. And that's what we're trying to do. Like, and is that for equity or is that a, like a loan type structure? Um, loan and equity. Okay. It's going to be partial, you know. Nice. Like part for real estate, part for the, the equity piece. Yeah. And then someone's a note, obviously. So are you trying to retain as much ownership as possible? Because I know by the end, your goal is to go public. I think yeah. the average CEO owns 7% or something. Yeah, I'm trying to retain as much as possible. But, you know, obviously the more I raise, it gets diluted. Yeah. Um, you know, because of the structure of my, my company right now and because of liquor license laws, it's you know, the investors are investing into a holding company and the holding company funds the Got funds it. the clubs. You know what I mean? So I actually own all the clubs. Mm. But but because of the liquor license laws, I have to do it that way. Oh, interesting. Because mm -hmm. each state is different, right? Each state's different, yeah. So like you can't serve it past certain times. Yeah, most states is like two o'clock. What's what is it in Vegas? No, twenty four or twenty four hours. Oh, it's twenty four? Okay. Yeah. But every other state's like two, right? Yeah. Two. I remember Jersey was super early when like I one thirty? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, one thirty everyone has to be out by two, probably. Yeah. yeah. And I think is isn't Utah really early? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, because they're Mormon. Yeah. Well, you know, I, my one club's in uh, Arkansas. We have a 5 a.m. license there. So we mm. have a special license. But dude, the county above us is a dry county. Wow. It actually benefits them. Yeah, so they all, come, they, they all come down. Yeah. That's sick. Well, uh, dude, that was a blast. Where can people find out more about you? Hey, man, uh, just go check out our website. It's uh, Pepper Hippo, um, Las Vegas. And our Instagram handle is, uh, you know, PHLV. Love it, man. If you guys are looking for a good night. Hit them up. Yep, anytime. <laughs> Thanks, All guys. Right. Thanks for watching. Peace. Yep, bye.